Amen. Thank you for that. Let's turn our Bibles to 1 Timothy in chapter number 2. And I appreciate that song. I appreciate Miss Janice singing. There's probably nobody in the church that puts more thought into and prayer into uh, the songs uh, that mean uh, more to a person than her. And I appreciate that. I get tickled every time uh, she sings, though, because she, uh, she gets with it. Uh, and uh, it's, like an in, it's like an involuntary uh, uh, reaction uh, to the singing. I, I like that, and, uh, and I enjoy that. Thank you very much. Uh, pray for me. My voice uh, went out a little bit ago singing every now and then. Uh, it, something happens, and so if I start coughing and have to drink this stuff, uh, and uh, uh, then just pray for me that I get through. And uh, we do warm-ups at choir, and I always say I've never pulled a singing muscle. Uh, to have to warm it up, but uh, I don't. Maybe that's what I've got. I've been, I've been in. They poke so many things up my nose and in my throat to find out what it is. I was getting swabs before getting swabs was cool, uh, and uh, and so they can't quite figure out what it is, and and so we uh, we do those warm ups. My favorite one is was it me, me, mao, mo, mu. Yeah, I think I played basketball with a Samoan guy uh, named that, and uh, and uh, one time, and, and uh, but that's my favorite warm up. Uh, and uh, love it. Hey, all right, First Timothy in chapter number two tonight. We were uh, there this morning. And I want to continue a little bit with our thoughts for those of you who are back in junior church and stuff. We, uh, we looked at prayer uh, primarily uh, from these verses, and I'll read them again. We'll begin reading in verse number one. Let's stand if, you, if you're able to tonight. <clears throat> That'll give me a chance to get another swig of water. I exhort, therefore, is where we're going to start in chapter number two. The Bible says this in verse number one, I exhort therefore that first of all supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come to the knowledge of truth. For there is one mediator, uh, excuse me, for there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Whereunto I am ordained a preacher and an apostle. I speak the truth in Christ and lie not, a teacher of the Gentiles uh, in faith and verity. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, uh, lifting up holy hands without wrath uh, and doubting. And then, of course, it goes into some things here. This is about public uh, corporate uh, prayer. He's instructing Timothy uh, who is going to be pastoring or is at that time pastoring the church at Ephesus. And so he's dealing with prayer, uh, public prayer, private prayer, yes, uh, but these are things that he is coaching him uh, and helping that church through in a time, like I mentioned this morning, uh, where under uh, rule of, of Nero, uh, it was a difficult, difficult time for them. So some great stuff on prayer. We're going to continue those thoughts here uh, tonight. Heavenly Father, I pray that you bless uh, the message this evening. Speak to our hearts, please. In Jesus' name, uh, amen. Thank you. Please be seated. So we focus this morning on uh, the prayer uh, here, the exhortation uh, that prayer needs to be a priority. Uh, and with uh, Brother Beckham coming for this prayer revival, uh, I really, I'm, I'm under conviction. I am every, every time heading up to that. Uh, and I love to have Brother Beckham. Part of it's like he's coming, uh, and if, he's, hey, if he asks, hey, how's your prayer life, et cetera, uh, I want to be able to, to answer him. And, uh, and, uh, and I just would love so much uh, for us as a church 
uh, to be uh, prioritizing prayer. And we're going to, uh, and I'll, I'll reference that here uh, in a moment. We talked about the priority. First of all, it should be uh, a priority of every New Testament church to pray, public praying. Uh, what we need to have here, in fact, let's jump ahead in verse number 8. I will therefore that, that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands without wrath and doubting. Uh, I like those, uh, you see those bumper stickers, real men pray. Uh, well, we can add to it, real men pray everywhere. <laughs> uh, it says he would that men pray everywhere. And what they did, of course, at that time, uh, could have been in homes, uh, the home churches, the, wherever they would assemble. Uh, the, the admonition is that they prayed, first of all, uh, and that they prayed all the time. We know the Bible says that we should pray uh, without ceasing. We should be in an attitude of prayer. Uh, prayer should be a discipline uh, in our lives as Christians, individually but corporately. Uh, and we have prayer meetings, our Wednesday night prayer meeting. We have our Sunday morning uh, prayer time uh, that we want to have to pray for blessings and for God to just uh, move in. I'm thankful. I'm thankful for what God has done. We've had uh, lots and lots of visitors through uh, all the COVID stuff. I'm thankful for that. It's a blessing to see, having seen today even, uh, several people that were back for the first time uh, with, uh, with the coronavirus, and uh, it's a blessing. And, and I'm excited about what God will do, uh, what He can do. He can do anything, but what He will do. But we have to pray. Uh, we need to pray more. Uh, I, during our revival times, uh, we'll start out the service in prayer uh, to where we might have a song uh, and then uh, we'll, we'll pray. Uh, I think that's important. I think we should do uh, more of that. Uh, I'd like to see for us as a church to pray, uh, have uh, in our services like this uh, more uh, outward prayer. Of course, praying for offerings, we're going to begin to do those this next week. Uh, but taking time and pray, praying out loud, real, real men pray everywhere. Uh, and I can't really get into uh, the everywhere part of that, but uh, you should be able to pray everywhere. And by the way, if you're someplace uh, where you can't necessarily pray or it wouldn't be prudent for you to pray, maybe that's a place you shouldn't be. Uh, and uh, I know that you shouldn't, you know, uh, you know, uh, pray uh, where you know you're at work or whatever, and uh, and uh, and it's just not the time. I, I love Brother Burton Gates and how he'll get up in the airplane and pray as he gets off, and uh, hey, can I get everybody's attention? And then he just uh, everybody just doesn't know what's going to happen, and uh, he just uh, gives a little testimony and prays. I love uh, guys that do that type of thing, uh, but in our church services, uh, we're going to be injecting more of that. We should be. Uh, known as a praying church. Uh, Brother Beckham will touch on that, I'm sure, uh, throughout the week. Uh, but with praying as the priority and praying for everyone, we talked about praying for those who are in authority and kings and, uh, and very difficult uh, as we think of or making application to uh, politics and all the stuff that's going on. Uh, but we need to pray and not just to pray in general, but supplicate, uh, intercede, pray for because God wants to save people. Uh, he is still in the saving business. Uh, and it says this is good and acceptable in the sight of God uh, who will have all men. Uh, to be saved and come to unto the knowledge of the truth. And so we focus a little bit on that and Jesus Christ being the mediator uh, who gave himself a ransom, uh, speaking with a sense of that as an exchange. He died for me. He paid my sin debt, uh, a ransom for all. So when we give testimony, we might say, well, I'm thankful that Jesus saved me uh, and that we can't believe that God uh, would be 
our substitute uh, and pay our sin debt. Uh, But not only did he pay your sin debt and my sin debt, he paid the sin debt of the people you don't like. Uh, whether it's a politician, uh, whether it's a, uh, your Nineveh, whatever that might be. Uh, God, uh, one of the things that irritates most Christians uh, is coming to the knowledge or understanding uh, that God loves your enemies. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and, and you don't want them to, really, if you think about it. Uh, you don't want them to. You want them to zap them. Uh, and, uh, you know, they grow warts and, uh, on the end of their nose. And that's, you just, you want bad things to happen to them because they are your enemies. They've done you dirty. They've done you wrong in some way. Uh, and so you're just completely content uh, with, uh, with fire and brimstone uh, being uh, thrown down uh, on them from heaven. But God loves uh, the people we don't love. Uh, now, we know we're supposed to love everybody. God loves everybody. God so loved the world. And the Bible says here, He gave Himself a ransom for all, for you and I, uh, but also for uh, whoever it is, you fill in the blank. Uh, You've all got somebody perhaps you're picturing in your mind right now. If you're not, just stop for a second, think. Uh, And then that person, whoever you just thought of, uh, God loves them and and, and was the ransom, Christ was the ransom for them. Uh, In due time, whereunto, Paul says, I'm a preacher and an apostle, Uh, And he says, I will therefore that men pray everywhere with lifting up of holy hands without wrath and doubt. And I want to focus on uh, those uh, couple of things here uh, tonight. But if you would, turn with me over to the book of James uh, in uh, chapter number one. James chapter number one. I love the book of James uh, and uh, in all of its instruction about uh, about living by faith and uh, and uh, in having works that are consistent with uh, the things that we say we believe. We are to understand that be- belief drives behavior. Uh, and we're living in a time uh, that, uh, that demands wisdom. Life creates demand for wisdom. Uh, and the Bible says that if we pray for wisdom, uh, that God will give us wisdom. He supplies it to those who ask. Uh, and, uh, and But he only supplies it to those who ask in faith. Let's read uh, a couple of things here. It says in verse number 5, uh, If any of you lack wisdom, let him ask of God, uh, that giveth to all men liberally, and upbraideth not, and it shall be given him. But let him ask in faith, nothing wavering, uh, for uh, he that wavereth is like a wave of the sea, driven uh, with the wind and tossed. For let not that man think, that he shall receive anything uh, of the Lord. So uh, trials and difficulty, we think of COVID and all the social stuff and uh, everything we see every day on the news. And, uh, and I, 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 I did something this afternoon I probably shouldn't have done. I, I turned the news on again uh, on my computer. Uh, and, uh, and, uh, and as soon as you turn it on, uh, there's this story and that story. And, uh, and, and I just shake my hand. I just can't, I can't even imagine uh, the, uh, the thought process involved in some of the things uh, that I read. Uh, I, did, I read one thing about Labor Day, and so labor unions had come out and said uh, that uh, running up to the election, they're going to do walkouts and in uh, uh, protests and blah, 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 and uh, these unions, that, and listed out the different unions that be involved in that. And, uh, and, uh, and so just right away, uh, those types of things just kind of stir you up. Uh, and you wonder 
just how things are going to turn out. Well, you know, uh, in an economy is, uh, is uh, hurting as we are in now, what would happen uh, if uh, people were on strike uh, for a long time running up to uh, the election? Uh, so you, you turn it on. Uh, and you realize that the world uh, is still spiraling uh, and going in directions that, uh, that are just crazy. Uh, and th- those types of uh, news articles, uh, the things that we go through, all of them uh, demand that we have wisdom. Uh, but wisdom demands prayer, uh, and that prayer needs to be of faith. And, uh, and, and where I was going this morning uh, and ran out of time, uh, was, uh, was kind of parking on this idea of what keeps us from praying for uh, all men, uh, for praying for uh, all who are in authority. Uh, and it just comes down to, uh, to two things. One, uh, we just don't pray. Uh, we're either too busy to pray, uh, we, we've got uh, other things that we're doing, or uh, some Christians uh, believe uh, all Christians should believe in the sovereignty of God, uh, but some Christians take the sovereignty of God uh, and it pushes them into a laziness uh, in pretty much every area of their Christian life. Their prayer life, soul winning, everything, God's in control, and so I don't really need to do anything. Uh, and they just feel that the whole uh, kingdom of God uh, is going to go forward without their uh, input, their action. Uh, none of that is needed. Uh, God's got it all under control. And that's just, uh, it's just not the way uh, that God intends tends for us to interpret uh, that, his plan uh, in the Bible. So we pray, um, uh, and if we do so, it needs to be without faith, or excuse me, without, with faith unwavering, without doubt, uh, which we'll, we'll look at uh, back in the verse that we read a little while ago. Uh, but in, uh, in James chapter number one, it says, uh, let him ask nothing wavering. So our faith is, uh, is something that uh, is an integral part of our Beliefs and uh, and uh, what we uh, were to live by faith, we understand all that. Faith is the substance of things hoped for and the evidence of not of things not seen. Uh, and in James, God says, faith uh, will work. There's action. I'm not saved because of works. I'm I work because I'm saved. Uh, the Bible is very clear about all of that. Uh, but we pray and we just don't believe God is going to answer our prayers. Um, but. When the scriptures teach us that we, if we have the faith of a mustard seed, here's what you should think uh, with all of your might uh, and in trust uh, the word of God is true. Uh, you should believe as a Christian, as a believer, your prayer life uh, should be at such a place, your connection with God, relationship with God in prayer. You, you should just believe that when you pray uh, for a politician to get saved, that they're going to get saved. You should just believe that. Um, but we don't. Uh, we, we uh, you know, uh, when, you, when you pray and pray that God would bless you or God would help you with your job and, uh, or that God would, uh, would heal you of whatever, you know, ailment you have, you've got to pray believing God is going to do exactly what you're praying not that you're now. If you're asking it uh, and consuming it upon your own lust, and you're praying outside of the will of God, uh, then you shouldn't expect anything. Uh, but here, uh, the Bible says that let not any man think he'll receive anything from the Lord if he prays uh, with wavering faith. So it's challenging. The thought is challenging uh, because we struggle with that. 
faith being trust and faith and prayer and, uh, and uh, is God gonna and uh, we know what the Bible says and, uh, and we're, just, we're just tossed to and fro uh, and, uh, and because we're wavering, we just feel uh, that we can't ask God for stuff uh, because we've read uh, in James chapter number one that if I have wavering faith, I should have zero expectation of my prayers being answered. So we don't pray. Uh, and uh, the Bible says that we're supposed to pray. Uh, and it needs to be our priority and that we need to pray for all men. Uh, and we've got all the answers for everything under the sun. Uh, and what we just simply need to be doing is praying. There's no, the, the fast way to, uh, to grow a church uh, is, uh, is to pray. We probably see more progress through prayer than we would by any type of outreach mechanism. Uh, the, the answer to uh, everything is prayer, but it's the thing that we do the least. So God says in James chapter number one that we're supposed to pray uh, and that that praying is supposed to be unwavering in faith. Back to First uh, Timothy chapter number two. And I might have you go to several different verses here tonight. Uh, but the focus uh, from the passage from this morning, praying for uh, all men. Uh, I emphasize uh, the conviction I have in my own heart. Uh, to pray more uh, for people, uh, that God is more pleased with my praying for someone than for my protesting against them. Uh, and I've got opinions. Uh, I've got so many of them, uh, and, uh, and I, am, I am right, and I am right about pretty much everything. Uh, and uh, you just ask me uh, about whatever, and, uh, and I'll just tell you, uh, and, uh, and it's just, you know, it's got to be my way uh, or the highway. But that's how we all are. Uh, and it's pride, and it's, uh, and it's, it's crazy, uh, but uh, it's, just, it's just that is how we are. So um, when it comes to my opinions about politics and all that, uh, I've got lots of them, and, uh, and they're pretty deep-rooted. Uh, but um, I am prone to um, protest, not like what you see uh, on the news. I've never done all that. Uh, and by the way, you shouldn't either. Uh, and, uh, you know, burning stuff down, all that stuff, that's not protesting. Uh, but God is more pleased because it says here he is well pleased. Look back in your verse again uh, and uh, verse number three of chapter number two. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of, uh, of God our Savior. When we pray for people, when we pray for politicians, all men, all men, all men, uh, the ones you don't like, the ones you like, uh, and you just pray. You supplicate, you intercede, uh, you pray for, you're thankful for them. Uh, and, uh, and we need to be thankful, the Bible says, in all things. Uh, and uh, so not only do we've got to pray for people we don't like, we've got we to gotta be thankful for them. Uh, and that's a tough pill to swallow for me. Uh, but, but, and, and by the way, uh, it can't be, you can't approach those truths, those principles this way. You can't say, well, God, um, you said I'm supposed to, and so I'm doing it. God, you said pray for the, uh, the, uh, the lousy leader, uh, and, and so I'm going to pray for him. Uh, and that can't be our attitude. So when we go to prayer, uh, he lays upon us, Paul, Paul does to Timothy, uh, as you lead prayer, that men ought to pray everywhere, uh, and uh, that they ought to, uh, every time they assemble, there should be, they should be verbalizing and praying. Uh, and uh, I, I saw 
Uh, I can't remember which preacher it was uh, earlier today. He was thankful. And he had pictures uh, in their 815 prayer meeting uh, before church. They had 40, 40 men. It's not a very large church. Had 40 men praying uh, for the service. I've, I've heard of, uh, of ministries that have uh, people praying in the back rooms uh, for the service while the service is going on. There have been uh, ministries that I've heard about uh, in years past that had uh, prayer rooms built uh, underneath the platform. Uh, and, and so they're in the auditorium and there'll be a group of men underneath the preacher praying uh, for uh, God to bless and for people to get saved. Uh, and that is something that we, uh, we need more of uh, in our churches, praying uh, and uh, praying uh, everywhere and all of the time. It's the Facebook phone? <laughs> all right. Um, if somebody's calling, turn it up. Uh, I can't hear. There we go. All right. I'm like, whose phone is that? You just turned it off? <laughs> All right. Come to church and you'll hear the rest of the message. Uh, and, uh, but uh, praying for uh, all men all the time. Uh, now, uh, turn with me. Let's go to, uh, well, uh, look at verse number eight one more time before we turn. I will therefore that men pray everywhere, lifting up holy hands, without wrath and doubting. Uh, So I said prayer needs to be reverential prayer. Uh, We need to pray all the time, lifting up holy hands uh, unto the Lord. Uh, And uh, and Jews at that time, as they prayed, they would put their hands up. Uh, And by the way, when you see somebody putting their hands up uh, as an independent Baptist, you automatically go on uh, defense. Uh, Something's crazy. Uh, they're charismatic or whatever. Uh, and uh, if you go to uh, preachers' meetings, different places, and, uh, and uh, people shout and people raise their hands, uh, there's nothing wrong with it if, as long as those hands are holy hands. Uh, and, and so they would pray. And if you watch, if you even watch Jews at the Wailing Wall and other places and, and how they would do that, and they would raise their hands in prayer uh, and, uh, and, do, uh, and they would do this. There's nothing. Uh, we, we let the charismatics rob us of a whole lot of stuff. We just really do. Uh, and, uh, and I'm glad you said amen there, uh, which you should say more of, uh, and uh, as well uh, in services. Uh, but uh, it says that they, it should be reverential, lifting up holy hands unto the Lord. And, uh, and, uh, and, and I'm going to focus on how when we're not cleansed, when we, we have uh, an issue, we have sin in our life, how that affects our prayer. Uh, and he says that it should be done without wrath. Uh, and, I, and I focused more on that this morning, not going to tonight, uh, that uh, when I pray, uh, there shouldn't be any malice and anger. Uh, if you're an angry person, uh, you just need to, you need to pray for you and ask God to help you with your anger and for your malice. Uh, and, uh, and that's where you just need to start in praying uh, for, for that. Uh, but without wrath. And so praying, you know, uh, that God will zap people and all that kind of a thing is not really what God is going for uh, as we read this. And then without doubting, uh, that's uh, faith unwavering uh, that we looked at over in James in chapter number one. Uh, But let's go to, uh, let's take, for example, let's go to James chapter number four. James chapter number four. And we'll uh, look at uh, several different uh, passages of Scripture. Uh, the emphasis on prayer in our prayer revival with Brother Beckham, you're going to get a lot on this. I know uh, some are going to uh, talk about prayer uh, at our ladies' advance, and, uh, and that was mentioned in reference earlier. Uh, and we, and we were, honestly, we can't get enough 
uh, preaching and teaching on prayer. And you want to know why I know that? Uh, is, uh, is because uh, somebody's calling me right now to tell me. Let's just go ahead and power the whole thing down. Who's what? Thorkin. <laughs> That's her brother. He knows that she's in church. <laughs> and uh, amen. Where is Autumn? Is she in nursery? All right. And uh, so where was I? Nobody knows. All right. Uh, what's that? Oh, James 4. All right. Verse number 8. Draw nigh to God, and he will draw nigh to you. Cleanse your hands, you sinners, and purify your hearts, uh, you double-minded. Uh, the Bible says this in James 1, verse 20. It says, For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. We think about putting off wrath. Uh, anything done in wrath, in anger, is not, is not righteous. Uh, and we, we, we might say, well, it is righteous anger, righteous indignation. Uh, and, uh, and I'd be careful about saying that because uh, you're a sinner and I'm a sinner. Uh, and, uh, and, and I would have to say, uh, if there was a time in my life where I was righteously angry, um, I don't know when that was. Uh, but I guarantee you, I know that 99.9% of the times uh, where my anger was not righteous. Uh, and, and even... Uh, when it comes to uh, how I might react to, uh, to um, uh, news and things, stuff that is important, uh, that is wrong, and we should preach against it. Uh, but uh, as I referenced last week, a lot of times I'll get worked up because I'm frustrated and angry at people or whatever, uh, and not even the issue itself. I'm not angry about sin. I'm angry at the sinner. Uh, I'm, I'm angry at the person, uh, and, and that's uh, completely opposite of what God wants me to be. Uh, so the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. And God says that we're to draw nigh to Him, and He'll draw nigh to us. But He says we need to cleanse our hands, uh, O sinners, and purify our hearts, ye double-minded. Uh, we know we're coming up on a revival time uh, with Brother Beckham, and, and uh, we, could, we could talk about humbling ourselves and praying and seeking God's face. All of those things, uh, we can't just go to God and think that we can pray uh, with, with doubt and wrath and expect God to answer. Uh, the Bible says that He is not going to do that. The Word of God says in Jeremiah, chapter number 5 and verse number 25, says, Your iniquities have turned away these things, and your sins have withholden good things from you. The Bible says in Psalm 66 and verse 18, If I regard iniquity in my heart, uh, the Lord will not hear me. Uh, you can go, look, look over to John chapter number 9. Uh, I don't have uh, this one written down here. John chapter number 9, and uh, verse number uh, 31. This is going to be a tough one uh, as we read it. Uh, but here's what the Bible says. Now we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. Uh, I know popular Christianity uh, would say something different, uh, but when you, are, when you are a sinner, uh, what God wants to hear from you is a prayer of repentance uh, and a call on God for salvation. Uh, and uh, to think that just anybody can just pray and that God hears them, uh, and uh, the Bible says uh, that we know that God heareth not sinners. But if any man be a worshiper of God and doeth his will, him he heareth. And we find all kinds of uh, scripture verses uh, that support uh, that one in the Bible because it's in the Word of God. Uh, we just read over and over and over again uh, that when we pray, 
we have to consider how we pray. Um, uh, how our spirit uh, and our attitude uh, in prayer. Uh, praying uh, for people to be saved. Uh, He says, I exhort therefore uh, that first of all these prayers be made for all men. So this morning's message and tonight as well, uh, we have to to, as a church just really dig deep uh, and think about um, our corporate prayer life. Um, Our corporate prayer life is a reflection of our private prayer life, I believe. Um, we, we ought to have, we ought to have um, you know, uh, a room full of people praying on Sunday morning uh, for, uh, for God to, uh, to move. Uh, you want to know what's key uh, to seeing more people saved? More praying. Uh, you know, we, we, can, we can pray for visitors to come to church, and uh, we, can, we, can, uh, we can pray that God saves them, that this, this is where God wants them to be. We can pray for people on our prayer list. Uh, there's so many things that we can pray about. If, if uh, this, at this time in our lives in 2020, with all that's going on in the world, uh, if you do not increase uh, your prayer life right now, I just don't think you ever will. Um, I, don't, I don't think outside, outside uh, of, of God uh, just... You personally uh, being, uh, you know, whether you're sick or whatever the case may be, uh, I just, I feel like now is the perfect time uh, for us to ramp up uh, prayer. That first of all, in this church, that is something uh, that we would do uh, and that we do it uh, the right way. Now, I have uh, been uh, more vocal uh, about things uh, concerning uh, politics, and, and by the way, I still will be. Uh, I'll still stand for what I believe is right, and I'll still uh, be involved in that process. And, uh, and, uh, and the Lord knows my heart. Uh, I'm going to try as hard as I possibly can uh, to not react to uh, things uh, and uh, that I need to be more proactive in prayer, sincere, non-wrathful, um, faith-filled prayers for those individuals, uh, and uh, and I'm going to do better uh, at that in my own life. Not to say I'll always be successful. Uh, you know me, uh, and uh, and but uh, but the thing is, I, I need to do that. Uh, but I also think you need to. Uh, and it's not just a time for me to increase my prayer time uh, and how I pray, when I pray, uh, and the spirit and attitude of, of my prayer. Uh, it's for you to do uh, as well. Uh, So my challenge for you tonight is just simply this, uh, to commit to God in prayer uh, at the altar or in your seat tonight uh, that you are going to pray more Uh, and not just pray more because you can pray more uh, and it just be vain repetition. Uh, You can pray more and just, you know, uh, your heart's not in it. Uh, you, you are just, uh, uh, you know, saying empty words because uh, you can do that. Uh, and, and, and that's the kind of prayer uh, that God doesn't want. In fact, uh, the Word of God teaches uh, that we can, we, prayers of people can be an abomination to the Lord. Not only does he say he doesn't hear sinners, but he says the prayer of the wicked is an abomination to him. 
Uh, and uh, now, if you're here tonight and you're saved, uh, you're a child of God, uh, your prayers are not coming from a lost person. Uh, a, a, they're not an abomination to Him, uh, but our prayers can be vain oblations. Uh, and we can offer to God sacrifices in prayer uh, that aren't worthy uh, of the blessed privilege we have to pray to Him. And so, to pray more. Think about what do you have to pray for? Uh, who do you have to pray for? Who do you know that's not saved that needs to be saved? You need to be praying for them. Who do you know that's sick? I mean, we've got lists, uh, uh, just a long list, uh, and it's usually the biggest category in our prayer list of people that need uh, God to intervene uh, in their health. Uh, and there's somebody in your life more likely has got cancer or, uh, or some type of physical uh, disability that they're struggling with uh, that need for you to pray. Uh, and, uh, but your praying will be useless uh, if you do so uh, with wavering faith filled with doubt uh, and, and having uh, dirty hands. So we need to ask God. Uh, we need to humble ourselves before God and pray and ask Him to forgive us. And we need to ask God uh, for some things after that. It starts with us. If, if He says, if my people will humble and pray and seek my face, He says, then will I. Uh, and He'll give ears. He'll give attention to uh, what we do here, but it all begins with us. And I say it every single time as we prepare for a revival meeting, I stress that as an important thing, uh, but, uh, but then I have to do it the next time and the next time and the next time. Uh, and uh, we will not experience revival uh, unless everybody in this room is praying to God uh, and believing that when you pray, God's hearing you and that God is going to answer you. Uh, and uh, because, and, and you'll know that you're not there yet, and you'll know a number of ways, but here's one way. When someone says, I'll pray for you, um, it means very little. It's almost like, uh, have a nice day. Uh, it, you know, it's, it, there's no, there's no teeth. By the way, if you tell someone you're going to pray for them, you should pray for them. Uh, and, and we just, um, uh, you've prayed perhaps, and you've prayed for a long time, and it seems like God's not hearing, uh, God's not doing, uh, but there's, there's not a problem with God. The problem is always with us. Um, uh, you have, you pray to the same God uh, and have the same Holy Spirit you have the same promises from the Bible, uh, and if you're not getting prayers answered, uh, you're not praying, you're not praying right, uh, you're not praying for the right things. And by the way, why don't you just pray for things that God can answer? That might be a good place to start. Here tonight, we're just praying that God would help us. Uh, and that we'd have a love for God and we'd pray for Him and, uh, and spend time with Him. And God wants to hear from us. He says if we draw nigh to Him, uh, He'll draw nigh to us. Uh, but we need to cleanse our uh, hands uh, and we need to make sure that our life is squared away. Uh, if you're here and you're saved, you're on your way to heaven. Uh, you're no longer in a condemnation, and that is a blessing. Uh, but you're still a sinner, saved by grace. Uh, and you struggle every single day uh, trying to just keep yourself on an even keel. Uh, you need the power of prayer uh, in your life. Uh, and I'm, 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 I'm begging you. Uh, this year, this prayer revival, as we run up to it and we have a season of fasting, that you get involved with that and that you pray and that you pray more and you pray harder and you pray longer uh, and, uh, and you do so uh, in, from, the, from a right place 
where you're right with God, you have a conscience uh, clear of offense from, uh, with God and man, uh, and uh, you've made right. The Bible says that if you have ought with a brother, uh, you know, if you don't forgive them their trespasses, that God won't forgive us our trespasses. Uh, there's so much in the Bible uh, that we can take and apply uh, to make sure that we uh, are on praying grounds with God. So are you on praying grounds? Uh, if you would pray right now, uh, does God hear you or are you regarding iniquity in your heart? Uh, have you not been praying because you feel like you don't deserve to pray? Uh, well, you can fix that straight away tonight by confessing to God and praying uh, and then asking Him uh, and then committing to Him uh, that you're going to pray more. Uh, and, uh, and I believe that if we do that, God will have great things for us uh, ahead. Let's all stand tonight. Uh,